0: Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild.
1: on mountain.
0: Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez, joined by Aaron Keller, per usual, your co-host. And today we're lucky enough to have Jen Newmark here. She is our Wildlife Diversity Division Administrator. So welcome, Jen. Hi guys, it's great to be here. And we're talking about, this is a pretty important podcast because it's the first one we've had that addresses the Recovering America's Wildlife Act. So I think we should just start off with explaining exactly what
2: this is. So, Recovering America's Wildlife Act is a bipartisan act that's been introduced into Congress that is going to provide funding for state-led conservation of our fish, wildlife, and their habitats. It's going to provide $1.3 billion annually in dedicated funds to the states so that we can more fully implement our state wildlife action plans. And so for Nevada, that means that we would be getting a little over $31 million every year um, in federal funds to more fully implement our wildlife action plan to protect and conserve our species, to manage our wildlife and to you know, ensure that our wildlife is here for future generations
0: that's a lot of money too to be going to states to put towards wildlife
2: that's a huge deal it's a game changer there's no doubt um, you know we have had funding in um, in the past for uh, other animals and species of conservation but this is the first opportunity that we've had to get funding to protect species that aren't hunted or fished and um, are a little more obscure than what we really think about so you know bats and small mammals and um, reptiles all of that those species have not had a lot of funding in the past and so this will give us an opportunity to manage them um, and conserve them in the future
0: and when we're saying implement our wildlife action plans what exactly what does that
2: mean exactly for people who are like wildlife action plan i don't know what that is (laughs) Every state has a wildlife action plan. It was mandated by Congress, um, I think, about 15 to 20 years ago that states developed these plans. And basically what they are, they're strategic uh, management plans for our species. So there's a little over 890 species that occur in Nevada. And we obviously don't have capacity or funding to touch and manage those species every single year, all 890 plus of them. So the Wildlife Action Plan prioritizes those in greatest need. Um, They're either species that we know very little about, they could be species that are um, declining and we wanna catch them now before they decline to the point where they need endangered species protection. They could be um, species that are just really common in the state, but that we have a lot of global responsibility So we want to make sure that we're protecting them and taking care of them into the future. And then we also have species that have important recreation values. So in Nevada, we have um, 256 species that are in our wildlife action plan, and it covers um, all species. So we have game species on there like mule deer and bighorn sheep. We've got lahontan cutthroat trout. We have uh, waterfowl. We've got um, bats and songbirds and reptiles. native fishes, amphibians. It's really um, a, a strategic plan for the entire department as to what we spend our time and money on.
0: And right now, um, without this type of funding, it's hard to, it makes it harder to implement something like that when we have so much
2: wildlife. That's right. So right now we get, um, a, a funding source called state wildlife grants and it provides us, uh, with about 190000 dollars a year. And, uh, um, and that, you know, we allows us to implement maybe 20% of our plan each year. So we spend a lot of time thinking about where can we, um, put actions on the ground and what can we do with that amount of money every year and obviously if recovering america's wildlife act passes then you know we'll be able to do a lot more and and get a lot more done okay right
1: because for the state wildlife grants i mean you're charging you know staff time and any projects that you have going all to the that one Right, funding source. Right,
2: and the and the other bummer about state wildlife grants is that they're annually appropriated, so we never know really what's coming down the next year. And every year, um, as a as state agencies, um, we have to request Congress to continue to support that. And sometimes they'll give us, you know, a little bit more. Sometimes they give us less. So, for example, last year in the president's budget, he cut state wildlife grants in half. So we were going to only get like, you know, two or three hundred thousand dollars. And then Congress added it back. But it's, um, it takes energy and it takes time to make Congress aware of that. If we have dedicated annual funding, um, then we have more of our resources can go to actually managing species rather than, you know, talking to Congress.
0: And I want to get into exactly, I mean, we're going to get a lot more Into this bill and what it means to get that money. But where we keep saying, if it passes, if it passes, where does it stand right
2: now? Great question. So it has, um, 154 co-sponsors on the bill. And, uh, um, and as I said before, it's bipartisan. So it's not, um, we've got Democrats and Republicans on it. There's broad support from all the States. Those co-sponsors represent uh, 42 States or territories. So almost 70% of the country is on board with, with the plan. Um, with the bill, I should say, Um, it's had a hearing in the Oceans, Water and Wildlife Subcommittee in October, and it was a mostly favorable hearing. There was broad support that was expressed from both uh, Republicans and Democrats. And so the next step now is that it will move out of that subcommittee and it will go to the full Natural Resource and Energy Committee. It's called going through markup. And so they'll make any changes to the bill that they see, as necessary and then they'll take it down to the floor of the house for a vote and then once it passes the house and i say once because i'm going to be confident and positive that it's passing (laughs) um, then it will go over to the senate and um and at the same time supporters of the bill are working with the senate now um to either put in their own version of the bill or of course once it comes from the house then that support will already be generated so the co-sponsors um are important. Um, It's important to have as many of those as we can. And they're still accepting co-sponsors. So it's a great way for people to support this bill is to ask their members of Congress to support it. Um, But then once it goes to the floor vote, then of course, there won't be any more co-sponsors added on the House side. But there will be when it gets to the Senate, then we'll need senators to uh, co-sponsor their bill.
0: Okay, and we do have some Nevada representatives who are co-sponsoring we the bill. We do.
2: So um, our representative, Amade was an original co-sponsor of the bill. So even before the bill was introduced, he signed on to it. <clears throat> and then um, our representative, Horsford, is also a co-sponsor. So it um, both of their districts cover the majority of the state, and their support is absolutely critical and is greatly appreciated.
0: So right now, people who are hearing this, they could reach out to their representatives and get more people on board with this?
2: They can. And um, and it, even if they're, um, if you are a Nevadan and you're in um, either Amadeus or uh, Horsford's districts, they've already co-sponsored it. But I'm sure they would appreciate hearing from you that you appreciate that they co-sponsored it. So thank you. It's always really nice. And then um, we have other representatives that could um, also co-sponsor. But even if you're elsewhere in the country, you can ask your particular representatives to represent. And then you can also um, get in touch with um, the chairman of the natural resource and energy committee and ask him to support it and to move it through committee.
0: And this is a big question, but why why should people care about this? I mean, this is huge. And how does it impact just the people that are
2: listening to this podcast right now? Well, I think um, it it impacts everybody from, from several different ways. And so just from a financial standpoint, I think people will think, oh, great. Endow is going to get a ton of money and that's awesome for Endow. But what does that mean for me? But we work in partnership with our universities. Uh, We work in partnerships with the NGO community, with citizen science, with educators, and all of this funding that would come to the department will also help them, and we'll be able to pass that money through and support their efforts um, in collectively working together to conserve our our resources. And it's gonna allow us to really ramp up our, um, our education programming that we have here at the department department it'll allow us to provide greater recreation opportunities whether that be through nature centers guided walks um, you know uh, different programming that we might put on the on the ground and then of course it's going to give us the opportunity to manage and conserve our species which benefits everybody because when you have healthy ecosystems and you have healthy wildlife um, you know we have a better quality of life we have good You know, it's an indicator that we have good quality air, good water quality, and, you know, just general high quality of life. And I think as Nevadans, as well as, you know, citizens of our country, we all appreciate and value that.
0: We do. And I think, um, so it's almost like Endow is just like the vehicle, I guess you could say, like it would come to us. And then we push it out there to do so many things with this money to make sure that our wildlife is protected and stays healthy. Correct. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and for our education side, it's good for us to be relevant in schools. So kids that are growing up in Nevada, you know, they we've raised wildlife up to where it's important to them and over time wildlife will be here forever. So
2: Yeah, I could think about, you know, our um Nevada is probably one of the most, if not the most, urbanized states in the country in the sense that I think over ninety percent of our citizens live in Las Vegas or Reno. And so I could think and envision and dream about having these urban wildlife centers where people can connect with nature and with outdoors and with wildlife in a way that we're not able to provide now. And so it's an investment in our community and it's an opportunity for us to Um, Pritz just provide uh, that connection that we can't do that right now.
1: Right, it's a lot harder to get connected to wildlife when you're in the middle of a city. And so for this funding to come through it creates a better opportunity for us to to reach out and and teach those kids or the public about wildlife that's close to them. Yeah, and from a
2: species management side of things, um, so many of the species that we manage in wildlife diversity I feel like a broken record saying all the time, like we just don't know about them. We don't know exactly where they are. And we don't know what their habitat associations are. Why do we find them here and not there? And so this gives us the opportunity to really find out The answers to those questions and much of it will come through um, partnerships with universities and and research and other studies and our other agencies who can um, provide that capacity to help us realize like where are our wildlife, how are they using our landscapes, how can we best protect them
1: right there's always the dream of doing more right right so this could be it i'm
2: sure your wheels are turning every night (laughs) (laughs) i have a whole laundry list of things (laughs) that i would love to see happen well
0: this bill would be amazing but we're going to get into it um, a little bit more after the break you are listening to nevada wild (laughs) If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Before the break, we were talking about recovering America's wildlife. It's an act that that we're hoping passes and it would send 1.4 billion dollars to states conservation efforts did i say that right jen you did <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes. that, and that's
1: that's billion with a b billion you're not hearing
0: a million this that's is right. billion dollars a so this is money. a is is. Is. huge deal for yeah, us a
2: little over 30 million to the state of nevada that's
1: so cool it's that's
2: crazy and we before the
0: break we were saying how your wheels are turning how, how there's so many things we could do with this money. So how did we even get to this point though? That's a lot of money. Um, How did we decide on this amount and where did this act come from exactly?
2: Well, several years ago, um, there was a blue ribbon panel pulled together on Sustaining America's Diverse Fish and Wildlife. And it was a partnership of a a large number of business and conservationists. So it was oil and gas industry was there, automotive industry was represented, outdoor recreation, retail and manufacturing. Um, There was private landowners, educational institutions, conservation organizations, sportsmen's group, and one, a state wildlife agency. And so it was a really um, big partnership that looked at this problem. How do we conserve species in our nation? Um, There's over 12,000 species that have been identified that are declining or in need of conservation. And um, when they were trying to figure out how can we find funding for for that kind of conservation and so they looked at several different models while they were trying to decide how best to fund it they looked at um, you know an excise tax on outdoor recreation equipment backpacks binoculars etc and um, found that that to be inadequate and ultimately what they ended up coming to was that um, that all citizens should pitch in and help pay for this, and so it should come from the state treasury. At the time, they were originally thinking that it would come from oil and gas royalties, and um, this current bill doesn't identify that as a source, um, but certainly that would be a, a contributing um, component of it. So they Looked at state wildlife action plans, they identified these 12,000 species across the states that um, they knew were in decline and needed. And they asked themselves a the question: How much money is needed to um, Fund 75% of the implementation of those wildlife action plans, and that amount was 1.4 billion. And so the states will also have to come up with 25% match on that, and that's what will bring us to the um, to a little over 35 million for Nevada. Um, so we get 31 million from the feds, and then we have to come up with that match, and that will be an interesting component of this. However, that would provide us with opportunities then to really implement our strategic plans.
0: Wow, I didn't realize that there were so many different people involved in this Blue Urban panel and different types of agencies.
2: Right, and different, you know, um, partners that you don't normally think about from a conservation standpoint, you know, automotive industry, oil and exactly. gas, and having their support and having their uh, input to it is what I believe to be the most powerful part of this legislation it's all hands on deck and it's supported by everyone and I think that that's the um, the biggest reason to support it because it it has such strong bipartisan support and just you know industry support and we don't see that very often in conservation yeah I did not realize that at all right it
1: makes it very unique similar to the other funding models that we use which is Pittman Robertson and um, where it's a user pay system where the excise taxes coming off would be similar, part of that would come from from some of those revenue sources. Correct. So which makes it very unique and also sustaining. Yeah. Not just something not soft money that's just going to go away. Yeah. Right,
2: and that's a really important part about it is the sustaining side of it. Because a lot of conservation, successful conservation, it's not usually a one-and-done kind of a th- action, and it's usually not done in a year. And so for many habitats, they're slow to come back. Um, species take a lot of um, energy and resources to bring them to where we need them to be. So we need to have consistent funding from year to year to provide that stability and provide us with the opportunities that we can tackle a problem in a multi-year scenario. And right now we just <clears throat> don't have those opportunities.
0: Exactly. And then you just mentioned habitats. Before the break, we were talking about all the species this impacts, but it's also going to go toward habitat.
2: Correct. Yes, we have um, in our wildlife action plan, we have 22 different habitat types that we've identified as key to the species in the state of Nevada. And um, now many of those habitats are impacted by invasive species by increasing wildfire. And this would provide opportunities for us to address those issues and to restore some of those habitats that have been declining in the past it's crazy what this which is do for us. another one that <laughs> I we i
1: mean we have in nevada we're quite a bit of public land and uh so our partners though that's how strategically that's gonna that's gonna be interesting to watch play out yeah I it
2: i think so too i agree and i think that um you know our partners are going to be a key component to this and um, you know there's no question that thirty over thirty million dollars that's a huge sum of money, and we are gonna need to rely on our partners to help us spend that money and put it on the ground and so you know um
1: in a responsible way of right? course yeah. so not just throwing it out there and hoping something works, we're gonna strategically play that money right. against other money or right
2: and leverage um opportunities and get the best bang for our buck absolutely and a lot's gone into that up
0: until this point like there's it didn't just come out of nowhere this 1.4 billion dollars has been a lot of strategy and planning going into it correct yeah um something i wanted to touch on was the fact that i I feel like this is a good point to make it really makes under uh, people understand just how important this bill is um the fact that The only, we see so many bird populations declining right now, but raptors, I think you said, and waterfowl are doing great. Could you kind of explain why that is? It's because they've had funding, right? Right.
2: So recently, um, I'm sure people have um, heard in the news that there was a a science article that came out that showed that 2.9 billion birds have been lost out of our ecosystem since 1970. And so science, um, for people who may not be that familiar is a really well-respected peer-reviewed journal. It's really hard to actually get something um, published in science. And so the fact that this was in science shows how serious and, um, and how well done the study was. But these, um, since 1970, losing almost 3 billion birds, um, it shows large declines in all of our really common species, grassland species, such as like our meadow larks and uh, um, uh, uh, forest tree birds um, like Orioles. Those are all declining so significantly. And yet the study also showed that waterfowl and raptors are the the only two groups of birds that have been increasing since 1970. And the reason is because there has been significant conservation dollars and efforts that have gone towards um, those those groups of birds. So looking at waterfowl, um, there's been an amazing um, conservation ethic from uh, NGOs like Ducks Unlimited and others that have been consistently, working on wetlands and restoring wetlands um, and bringing them back, protecting them. And that shows that proactive conservation actions, it really works. And so if we have funding from Recovering America's Wildlife Act, we'll be able to take that conservation model and apply it to all the other species that we have on our list and all these other ecosystems. Just imagine what our world could look like if we we're able to put that kind of conservation resource on the ground. What, what could we really, what, what could we pass on to our, our, our kids?
0: Exactly. And hopefully we see all of those birds, their populations increasing. Right. It's that, I remember when I saw this study, I was like that, it just hit me how, I mean, obviously this is a lot of money. It's very important to us. But when I saw that, it I don't know. It just lays it out. Just the fact that waterfowl and raptors are doing so good because of this funding that they've had. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just love. Yeah. over
1: example. the last, over the last few weeks, we started the monitoring Monday on our social media and trying to pick out a couple yes. of those species that are going to benefit from this funding. And so
0: definitely head to our Facebook and our Instagram and Twitter, all three, Um, and check out every Monday. We're posting a monitoring Monday, Jen has helped us put a calendar together with all the different species that we want to feature. And it, it's, I mean, each Monday, check it out because it it shows the work that we're doing and the species that will benefit from this and examples of how how this funding could help us. Right.
2: And, you know, we're in wildlife diversity. We're doing a lot of um, work right now with certain species like pica and uh, short-eared owls and um, bats, uh, pale kangaroo mice. And so we're trying to feature some of the things that we're learning about those on Monitoring Monday Mm -hmm. and some of the work that our biologists do. Um, But we're also thinking about how those studies can be um, ramped up with increased funding, how we might be able to, so for example, take our short-eared owls and we could put satellite trackers on our owls and see how how do they use their landscape where do they go how often are they moving around that's the kind of information that we've never been able to have before and it's super exciting because then we really can um you know refine how we manage our wildlife so it's pretty exciting stuff it is it has to be really exciting for you yes
1: (laughs) yeah i think the advancements in technology are going to be Leaps and bounds. Right. Yeah, when it comes through, just wildlife conservation and technology are going to be it's gonna be I like Jen's say. attitude yeah.
0: too of saying when this funding yes right. it's if. yeah but yes. if. if it's
2: a when and not an if that means that we need everybody to yes. um to really let Congress know that they value this and that they um, want to see it passed and that you know they should be supporting it and I think that's the biggest and most important thing for folks to do right now is go to our nature USA and um, there's a button on there that you can click and you can send um, a letter to your member of Congress when you can sign up as a supporter. But also if you're so inclined and willing to do it, it would be great to literally pick up the phone and call um, your representative or to talk to the chairman of the Natural Resource and Energy Committee and tell them that you think that this is really important. It's,
0: yeah, it's a simple thing to do. It only takes a few minutes and it could go a long way. And on Our Nature USA, um, it's pretty simple too. We had some people comment on one of our Monitoring Mondays. They were like, what do I even, where do I begin to write this letter? And it actually has it all laid out. You just sign your name. So it's really easy, but if you want to add more to it, go right ahead and give our Congress members a call.
2: Yeah. Um, And one last little point that I just have to say, I mean, I'm super nerdy and excited about like the biological side, but I think even more than that, um, the opportunity for us to connect Nevadans more with their wildlife and with their nature and landscapes is probably the best part of this, um, this bill and this opportunity.
0: It really is. Well, thank you so much for being here, Jen. I feel like we're going to have a lot more of these in the future dealing with raws. So this is just warm up for you. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thanks for having me. I'm always (laughs) happy to
2: talk about recovering America's Wildlife Act. Awesome. Oh, and you know what? We should tell people the bill number is HR 3742. So if they're looking it up online, you can search for HR 3742. Definitely
0: look that up. Also, ournatureusa.com. And thank you everyone for listening.